Don't stop adding value. Life can be so tough, even unfair to our dreams. People, circumstances, and events seem to gang up to drain the zest for life or work out of us. All of these put together can definitely get us discouraged, and before we know what is happening, we could burn out. The desire to continue your value-adding mission to the world could have suffered a huge blow, so much so that you feel discouraged, and maybe you have even said, I think I'm done with this. Maybe you have even walked away with no intention of coming back to do anything. Remember these verses in 1 Peter 2, 9 AMP? But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of Him, who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. This scripture reminds us that we have been reborn in Jesus to add value and worth to the world around us. This is why we can't give up no matter the stones that have been thrown at us. Yes, life is tough, but we have to be tougher. This is because there is so much light in us to share with a dark world. We are masterpieces recreated in Christ to do the good things God created us for. Ephesians 2.10 For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We were made to add value to the earth and make life better for humanity. Yes, taking up a life of value will attract applause and impact, but it is important to know that it will come with pressures, enemies, jealousy, hatred, betrayal, and persecution. But it is absolutely worth it because it gives your life a tangible meaning while giving hope and liberty to others as you live beyond yourself. A lot of people have gotten discouraged in their pursuit of a life of positive influence by betrayals, lack of appreciation, or persecutions. For these reasons, they have stopped living a life that is worthy of emulation or beneficial to the next person the way they used to. Romans 8, 35-39 Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus never promised that it was going to be a calm and easy ride. In fact, he talked about the fact that some people would hate us just because we carry his name or scorn at the righteous life we have chosen in him. Jesus said in John 16:33 AMP, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. The truth we must hold to heart is that they aren't necessarily attacking us, but the light and truth we carry. Mark 10, 29-31 Truly I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. 
homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Darkness is always intimidated by light. John 3, 19-21 This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light, and will not come into the light, for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Let's examine some Bible characters that face persecution despite their good works. It is important that we know these stories so that we will understand how to keep doing good, adding value, walking with God and serving the world with our unique gifts despite the hurt from confused people. Jacob Jacob was treated unfairly even though he had brought nothing but blessings to the business and household of Laban. He was an asset and Laban could testify that this. Genesis 30:27. Even Laban's sons hated Jacob because they felt he took all their father's wealth. Genesis 31:1. If there was someone that deserved to throw a pity party, it was definitely Jacob. But instead of wondering why me, he turned to God for inspiration and came out of all the drama with surplus and restoration. Jesus. Jesus came into the world as light to rescue people from darkness. He healed many sick people, delivered many from oppression, fed thousands of hungry persons at different times, gave joy, direction, hope to so many. Yet some still treated him cruelly. First, they tried to stone him because he spoke to them about the authority God had given him. They called it blasphemy. John 10:17. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my own life so that I may take it back. No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down voluntarily. I am authorized and I have power to lay it down and to give it up, and I am authorized and have power to take it back. This command I have received from my Father. A division of opinion occurred again among the Jews because of these words of his. Many of them said, He has a demon and he is mad, insane. He raves and rambles. Why listen to him? Others were saying, These are not the words and thoughts of one possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Again the Jews picked up stones to stone him. Jesus answered them, I showed you many good works and many acts of mercy from the Father. For which of them are you stoning me? The Jews answered him, We are not going to stone you for a good work, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, make yourself out to be God. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law, I said you are gods, human judges representing God, not divine beings? If he called them gods, men to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be undone or annulled or broken. Secondly, he was betrayed by one of his disciples, a member of his inner circle. Matthew 26:14. Then one of the twelve disciples, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, what are you willing to give me if I hand Jesus over to you? And they weighed out thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment, Judas began looking for an opportune time to betray Jesus. The Son of Man is to go to the cross, just as it is written in Scripture of him. But woe judgment is coming to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had never been born. 
And Judas, the betrayer, said, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. Jesus said to him, You have said it yourself. As Jesus was still speaking, Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, came up accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs, who came as representatives from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whoever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately Judas went to Jesus and said, Greetings, rejoice, Rabbi. And he kissed him in a deliberate act of betrayal. Jesus said to Judas, Friend, do what you came for. Then they came and seized Jesus and arrested him. Thirdly, they plotted on how to have him killed. Matthew 27, 1. When it was morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people, Sanhedrin, Jewish high court, conferred together against Jesus, plotting how to put him to death. Since under Roman rule, they had no power to execute anyone. So they bound him and led him away and handed him over to Pilate the governor of Judea, who had the authority to condemn prisoners to death. Finally, the people had the option to choose between Jesus and a notorious criminal called Barabbas. Who would have thought that a notorious criminal will be chosen over a man that healed the sick, raised the dead, fed the poor, and gave hope to the hopeless? But that is what happened. John 18:38. Pilate said to him scornfully, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no guilt in him, no crime, no cause for an accusation. But you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. So shall I release you the king of the Jews? Then they all shouted back again, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. It may have seemed like everyone was against Jesus, yet he was laser-focused on his assignment and the worth he was made to bring into the world. Jesus is still adding value to the world today. The persecution over the years hasn't stopped this vision. Not even the scornful has stopped his mighty mission of saving, delivering, and changing God's priced creation. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for showing me my worth, value, and essence over and over again. Thank you for opening my eyes to see why I should hold on and keep pressing to be all you have made to be, despite the challenges around me. I choose to trust in your grace to see me through any kind of persecution, knowing that at the end it all works together for good. In Jesus' name I will not faint or grow weary. Amen.